Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of It Came From. It's been a few weeks because, you know, it's been a hot girl summer, so we've been out here doing hot girl things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dan is on vacation, so today joining me is one of my closest friends, Giovanni. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're very welcome. And we're very blessed to have you because Giovanni is one of Hialeah's finest. What, what? A local celebrity, if you will. Hello. Hello, a world out there. Did I get everything on your writer correct? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. Everything. You just forgot the 30-foot butt plug. Oh, shit. Well. We're not, you know, no. I'm not editing this episode. We're just no. gonna, we're not arrived. All right. Anyways, Gio, thank you so much for being here. Um, Gio knows nothing about this stuff. No, I'm a zombie virgin. I'm very excited, you know. Teach me the ways of the zombie world. It's a miracle that you're here. Right. Okay, so today, let's recap what episode part one of zombies was. We covered a little bit of the history of the zombie origins, which was. You know, the Haitian voodoo stuff. Uh, We have a lot of voodoo here in Miami, surprisingly, you know. Yeah, well, we have a huge Haitian population. A lot of botanicas. Yeah, well, we're Caribbean people here in Miami. Remember we went to Botanica to get your cards read? Oh, my God, yes. You lent me the money. That was a fun day. It was. It was awesome, you know. I love to support local, what would those stores be? Specialty stores? A specialty witchcraft store. Oh, well, there you go. It. It's like the Walmart for the warlocks. That's a cute. Right? TM, TM, TM that. Like, copyrighted. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Is that what TM means? I don't know. Oh. Trademark. Okay. See? Yeah. TM. Okay, so um, during that episode, we covered the very first zombie movie, which was White Zombie with Karloff, and then we covered I Walked With a Zombie, and then we covered A Plague of Zombies. Overall, a very boring episode with very boring movies, but you know, we all start somewhere. But is that like the origin of the zombie-like phenomenon, or is that... Not the phenomenon, not the modern-day phenomenon, but the uh, zombies in, f- in film, period. Oh, okay. But they were all, these movies were about um, how in Haiti, they had you know, the lore that you could drug somebody to be a slave. So they were kind of mind-controlled humans. They weren't necessarily dead. They were just under a spell. Oh. They were zombified to be slaves. So it's not like they came out of the grave and... Correct. Okay, so it was more like a drug-induced... Correct. Like a typical Friday night for you. Right, yeah, like uh, flaca, meth... What is Flaka? Uh, well, it's the new. I thought it was a rapper. It's a, right? No, that's Waka Flaka Flame. Shout out to him. Oh, he's very cute. He is. Uh, he's, he can put his rooster in my Rari any day. Oh my god! Saw what I did there, Laura? <laughs> I'm so tired of you already. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wanted me, so I gave this guy hydrated alcohol water. Good yeah. luck to you. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm getting in my zombie-induced state. Yeah, you will. So, today we're going to go over, you know, George Romero. The king of zombie movies, according to you. Well, you know something. What? That's right. Is it? Yeah. Of course. Tell me he is. Well, he was a fox from what you were telling me. Well, he was 6'4", so he checked one of my boxes. Ooh, a box. (laughs) Susia. This is is the worst comeback episode. (laughs) I can't with you. Okay, so today we're going to cover Romero, who, of course, as we all know, created the modern-day zombie genre. 
everything we know about zombies, everything that people try to change about zombies came from him. So let's go over a brief overview about Romero's Dead series, because it's a little complicated. Uh, give me that zombie 101. No, Laura. that quick Romero 101. Yeah, yeah, give me so that Romero. Each movie takes place in the same year it was made. Dope. He never intended intended for them to be sequels of each other. That's why you don't see repeating characters or storylines. Except for that one time that one character was in that other movie, but that's later. We don't have to worry about that. He was a fox, too. I forgot. What was that character's name? Which one? There's so many. The one in the second zombie movie that he used again. Oh, but we're not talking about him. Talking about oh, okay. But yeah, you're right. He was cute. Yeah. So, these movies consist of Night of the Living Dead, 1968, Dawn of the Dead, 1978, Day of the Dead, 1985, Land of the Dead, 2005, Diary of the Dead, 2007, and Survival of the Dead, which is 2009. So, Gio wanted to know why they're all the dead. Yeah. Because bitches they are. I don't know. (laughs) Bitches be dead. Bitches be dead. Right. So, Night of the Living Dead came out in 1968. 1968 is a significant year for the horror genre. Because two films that did a lot for the genre came out that year. And they did very big things. Is it Hitchcock? Cock? No, honey. That was way, way before. No, but like, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You'll be okay. I'm in the wrong. So which two movies were the big? I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. Um, the first film was Rosemary's Baby. Ooh, that's the one where she has the devil baby, right? Yes. I love that movie. I love it too. Um, This was a very lofty and urban million dollar film that like, Brush satanic chic until you know until the seventies. Did you just say satanic chic? That's how I categorize my life. They were very, they were very posh though. She was giving me like Audrey Hepburn realness. Well, like, she wasn't in an apartment building in Manhattan, girl. Oh, oh. That's it. That's what's up. Breakfast with Rosemary. <laughs> That's a cute one. Let's do that. <laughs> right. Um, the second movie is Night of the Living Dead, which had not a million dollar budget and was in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. How much money did they have for that film? Well, here's the thing. Tell me. I think that originally they started, they asked like six people for a thousand dollars. A thousand? Well, that was a lot of money back then. Yeah, but it's also like six grand. Right. But um, I think at the end of it, it all came out to around a hundred thousand dollars. To make yeah. Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead. Okay. What they had going for them was the fact that they had a lot of the equipment rented, a lot of, and they did all of the work themselves. They were the editors, they were the directors, they were the producers. So they were able to, to, to fund their own. They didn't have to outsource anything. Yeah, I saw that in the credits that George Romero actually written and directed, and he did he played multiple roles in yes. the night so of was, the Blank Dead. It was very serious. De- <laughs> <laughs> it was very DIY. Drink your water, girl. girl. Drink your water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm parched. Why am I drinking this Bailey's? I don't know, girl. Whatever. In order, in honor of George Romero. You like that shit? I guess. I Did guess. you see, not see the tint on the zombies? They were supposedly going to be gray. They and, were. And they turned out blue. Oh, Must you learned been, a fact. Right? No, nah, you see that. So, Not as a Living Dead, 1968, is about a group of Pennsylvanians who are barricaded in an old farmhouse to remain safe from a bloodthirsty, flesh-eating breed of monsters. We're ravaging the east coast of the United States. So this movie is his first movie about zombies, but they never mention zombies. Oh, you're talking about zombies? I thought you were talking about Republicans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Just <laughs> you're not wrong. 
You know who would love that joke? My friend Kat. I'm gonna oh. tell her. Okay. Uh, so Can you yeah. read that again? I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah, but what was that fact again? Just for okay, so it's about a group of Pennsylvanians who barricade themselves in an old farmhouse to remain safe from a bloodthirsty, flesh-eating breed of monsters who are ravaging the east coast of the United States. Ooh, that's exciting, isn't it? And this is a time where like civil changes are happening in in cinema and in like, the world. Like what? Well, you have the civil rights movement going on. This is nineteen sixty-eight, so. Satanic panic, right? Yeah, All you know, are out here. right? Doing the bet, <laughs> girl. You gotta take me this. What am I drinking? Just keep drinking it. Right. It's gonna be fine. All right, that's so, Seltzer. So this movie, um, has a lot of social commentary behind it, but I have my own thoughts about social commentary, which I'll go into later. Okay. Um, this movie touches on the fears of Vietnam. Mm, it touches on the that's right. It was the heart, like the heart of the Vietnam War, the height. Height. It's the height of the Vietnam War. Yeah, nineteen sixty-eight. Um, it touches on how the nuclear family was beginning to dismantle, like in the scene with homegirl and homeboy who live in the basement with their girl, and they're, they're fighting. They're not a happily married couple. So it's like before this, everything was all like cute and fifties and madman right. and like cute, like you like know? leave it to Beaver. Yes, and right. now you're seeing like, oh shit, these people hate each other, right? But they have a kid. It's a lot of that going on. Also, like I love my man, but I gotta stick to him. Before, like yeah, now it's like fuck this. No, right? Like, I could just keep I'm gonna have three kids. I need to get married. Exactly the right. dream. So <laughs> and you're most, so wrong. you're right. Um, most uh. The most popular social commentary from this film is the fact that the main character is black. Now. You see? That's what I was talking about. Like, civil rights is going on. Vietnam's going on. Yeah, but This lady's fighting with her man. Like, this is scandalous for its time. But here's the thing. Race is never brought up in this movie whatsoever. Right. At all. It's about pure survival. About how you respond to crisis. In fact, uh, the main character, Ben, he, he comes into the scene, into the movie... And my favorite way, this is how I come up to random strangers when I want to talk to them. I start talking to them like we've already been having a conversation. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like I give me an example. So, I, like, I'm smoking a cigarette and, like, you come up to me and what do you say? Like, oh, so did you, uh, I'd be like, oh, so did you see what she did right there? That's crazy. Like, I, like, I, I just walk into mid-con, oh, like, so mid-convo. So, you're, like, super inclusive yeah. of their energy and, like, Yeah, and I'll be like... I don't know. I just made it, I'm like, oh, I see what you did by wearing that shirt. Pretty cool. Right. Like, made combo. I don't even try to introduce myself. Right. I don't know. So, does the introduction come after? No, like, ever. George Romero? Never. We like... already know each other. Oh, okay. So Ben, so Ben does that thing where he comes in mid combo, like, "Hey, you there? Grab the table, let's burn it." And she's just like a scared white girl in a corner because she's like, uh, "My brother just got eaten by a zombie. Uh, I'm just trying to survive." Well, paint the picture for me. So, is this the character Barbara? Barbara, yeah. Okay. So she's like, ter- she's traumatized because her, bro- you know, she encountered a zombie in the graveyard. Her brother got, you know, destroyed. Right. Or whatever. And and then her asshole husband comes so over. She's here. never married. Oh, she's not married. No. Oh, scandal. There's um, there's another couple who comes up later. Who then they're the ones who are fighting. Mm. Barbara's just there. Got it. But but no one in the movie that that asshole husband guy. He's a dick, but never once. <laughs> you like, just he's a called dick. him a dick. He's a dick, but he never once does he 
say anything derogatory to him, to Ben because he's black or anything. Right. Which you could have very easily in 1968 been like, oh, like, you know, F U N word or whatever. Right, right, right. Like, it could have been that. But Romero was above that. Well, like, well, here's the thing. He never meant to cast him as a black guy. It was written for a white actor, but this guy ended up being the better actor. Yeah, that's what he said so, in that interview, that he was the choice. He was a choice. So, like, never in the script was there anything of racism because there was supposed to be a white guy. Yeah, well, it was pure talent that shined through, and he picked a Negro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say that? Well, it was 1968. Okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Oh. <laughs> well. Anywho. Oh. <laughs> so. So. Uh. This movie, that's really interesting to me because during the casting of it, Ben, um, he he felt really, he felt like he wasn't going to get the part. Who's Ben again? The main character. Oh, okay. He felt like he wasn't going to get the part because he wasn't one of the main producers. He wasn't one of the main people who gave money. He was like a friend of the friend who ended up being there. Right. And then when he got the part, he was very scared that they were using him in some way. Right. For the first, like few days he was very like closed off and guarded he, and he thought to himself like are they using me because i'm black are they using me because of you know whatever right but then eventually he was like oh shit they're not like so he like warmed up to them he's like oh they really they don't care about black which you know he had his right to be scared because yeah, right. you know people are out here trifling all the time right but it just shows it goes to show that george romero was way ahead of its time beyond seeing color well, yeah, he grew up in the Bronx, so I would oh, assume that oh. he was, you know. So he's like, coffee, hey, you, you're casted. You're 6'4", I love hey, you. Yeah. No. No? no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate me. Um, so, but before he made this movie, he, the thing about, that I love about George Romero is that everything in his life is like a happy accident. Now. How so? I don't want to diminish him in any way. Right. He's a great director. I love him. But before he made this movie, he wanted to make a period piece. Um, it was a movie called Wine of the Fawn. It was very Bergman-inspired, and it was set in the Middle Ages. Okay. That was his first thing. But because of budgeting, he couldn't do a period piece. So then know, he's like, screw this. I'm like, going to go to zombies. But no, but then he's like, he's like, oh, can we do a Western? No, we don't have any horses. Can't okay. do that, right? So all that left was uh, horror. So he fell right. into this. And it was never zombies, remember? He right. He never t- thought of them as zombies. This movie was inspired by the book I Am Legend, which... Uh, With like, Will Smith? No. Oh. Because, you know, time travel doesn't no. exist yet. <laughs> but in that movie, I think it was vampires. In that book, I mean, it was like uh, vampires. Oh, okay. But he wanted it to be different. So he just called them, like, humans who were undead and who were eating ghouls, really. So he culture appropriated the Haitians. No. No, no because the Haitians was different. <laughs> You're right. The Haitians was different. It was when you in Haiti they would they would drug you. Oh okay. and you were still living but you were drugged to be mind controlled. Right. Here was anybody could die and come back from the dead. Right. Recently deceased. And we see that in the night of the living dead when that graveyard scene, it, right? No, he was walking around. But yeah, oh, okay. pretty much in the scene there's a scene where a little girl dies and she comes back as a zombie like or a ghoul, whatever. Oh, okay. Right away. So so a lot of these things like this happened this movie happened by accident. When you say accident, you mean Well, because it, he it meant he didn't he didn't he was gonna make the period piece first and then he's like, I can't do a beach movie, we don't live by We ain't the got water. no money. Yeah, we ain't got this. So it's we like okay, no well horror. What do you need? You need one room and suspense. Right. You know, which is what landed him here. So and then he's the godfather of zombies. That's a happy accident, in my opinion. I guess. Um 
also having a black guy play the lead. He didn't mean for him to be a black guy playing the lead, but then but then it's like just a boundary pushing idea that everybody's talking about the social commentary. Right. He's just like, oh, he's just a good actor, but I guess if you're gonna roll with it, like yeah. that's also made him like really popular. No, that's that's pretty awesome. But it's all a happy accident, right? Forward thinking at its finest. If you're gonna he wasn't say even thinking; it was just a happy accident. I guess. So good for He's like, we ain't got no money. Let's work with what we got. We ain't got no horses. Let's. It really shows you the power of positivity. Absolutely. So just do what you can with what you've got, really. Yeah. If you got it, work it. And if you don't, make it work. Right. Right. So, this movie starts off with a pretty fat zombie, which is never seen in any Romero movie. Did you say fat zombie? Fast. Oh, a fast zombie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said fat because I was like, they're not that big. <laughs> a zombie can be any weight no you're right so it's the first zombie in the movie is pretty fast but you never see that again in a Romero movie really like they're all pretty like slow slow drunk slow hipsters ass. sure right fuck yeah well, of you course. see me after my fourth uh you're almost Heineken, there girl right <laughs> shout out to george romeo on the click <laughs> oh my god um and also What's weird about this is that in the beginning scene with, with Johnny and Barbara in in the graveyard, you see that the zombie gets Johnny, but then Barbara makes a noise and he gets distracted and goes to chase after her, which in zombie mentality, you're like, no, zombies want to eat. They don't care if there's somebody else. They want to f- get their meal because right. it's there. So it's like the first time you see like kind of like a thinking going on. Cause he's like he has a he's on a motive. He's like I'm gonna get Barbara. Fuck this guy. Right. So it's kind of weird. He doesn't just do eat zombies him. have a sexual preference? I don't think so. No. I don't know. I would assume maybe they transfers over from your life. I. But you know they they're not they're trying to fuck it. They're trying to eat it. Oh okay. So sounds like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Which one though? No, we ain't going with your names. Okay. As trademark. To the show. <laughs> the, yeah. Shout out. I happen to think he's very nice. That's my All right, girl. Opinion. We ain't right. <laughs> This ain't Dr. Ruth's show. Let's keep talking about Romero. I didn't call him right now. Put him on speaker. No, no. Okay, okay. I know y'all best friends and shit. Not like that, but we did share a cabin together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What a terrible trip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we ended up on a holiday ghost... Holiday in Ghost Tour. That was the best part of that trip. Oh my God. The worst part of that trip was Radio Shack equipment. Y'all broke ass karaoke. Right? Aw. Back anyway, to Romero. Yes, back to the important things. Is Oh, wait, let me ask you a quick question. By any chance, is he related to Brito Romero? The Miami Gaudi artist paid by number? No, because Brito was not a happy accident. Ooh. You can return all that. So. Kind of like my friend's last pregnancy. <sighs> not me. Not me. I'm not the friend. I'm not the friend. No, no, you're not the friend. You're not the friend. Whew. You gotta keep it. <laughs> right? Getting Whew, dicey, we dodged you? that one. Uh, like Barbara and the gravesite. Oh, you're right. She did. You're right. Good job. Um, <laughs> so this movie wrote the zombie rules and rewrote zombie lore. In this movie, the dead come back to life and eat the flesh of the living. It can only be killed with a blow to the head or with fire. A with blow to the head. What is that like? That you fucking consist of. That you just hit them real hard over the head and, cr- and smash that shit open. Oh, bust it wide open just yeah. like that? Like mm-hmm. grab anything? Or and- fire. Basically destroy the brain. Okay. Which is something that's, you know, after this, most movies use that way of killing the zombie. That's like right. the rule of how to kill a zombie. It's in that, to the head. Like even in Walking Dead, oh, they're like okay. shooting to the head. Got it. All right. 
this movie also sets up the zombification process, which is you get bitten, you get sick, you turn into a zombie. But also, the recently deceased come back to life. What do you mean by that? Like, if you just died and you're in the morgue, you're going to come back to life. Instantly? Like, is there a well, zombie, like... it takes, like, a minute, but is, you come back to life. But is there, like, a zombie purgatory? Well, like... no, but I think that, um, for example, if you just died two days ago and you you got buried real quick, right. um, you might become a zombie, but you don't have the strength to, like, crawl out of the grave. Even though, like, with a mu- uh, American funeral science program... In 1968? Like, I don't know well, what's happening back then. I don't know what the rules were of um. The Obama. rules were different. Very. Then. Yeah. Very. We should look into that. For what? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this movie, the special effects in this movie were also by luck because one of the cast members owned a butcher shop, so he brought all the intestines to, to set, and everybody just started eating them. And a lot of people say that, that they were forced to, but they really weren't. Like, a lot of the cast members said, no, we're here to make a good movie. We're going to just, you know, do it. Right. We're going to go with the flow. We're just going to do it. Like, I would do it for the for the shot. You would eat intestines. For the shot, I'm yeah. sure you've had a lot worse in your mouth for a lot less, girl. And you know all of them. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right? Um, <laughs> my dad listens to this. Jesus Christ. This is the worst. Right. What color do you think Barbara's panties were in the first scene? Pink. Like, you, they really? have to be pink or white. Look no, at her. like baby yellow for sure. Well, I don't know. She was probably fucking her brother to begin with. You th- oh, no. Now you're just starting rumors, Laura. It's like the best that. No. <laughs> um, so this movie, they didn't aim for special effects because, you know, money. Money. It always goes back to money. But also, they wanted to make everything, like, really realistic and well done. Special effects sometimes ruins that for people. Yeah. The movie actually was only black and white because of the money. Really? Yeah. But it makes it more artsy. Another happy accident. I guess. See what yeah. I'm see what I'm it, doing here? No, I see. I see. Um, one of the investors was also a fireworks specialist. So because of him, we were able to do squibs, which are those fake shots. Right. Like oh, so that's another happy accident. Can you say that word again? Squibs. Squibs. And not the Harry Potter term. No. The movie making term. Squibs. 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 Okay. No. 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 Um, makeup was improvised <laughs> and minimal. Uh, I think it worked because since these zombies were recently dead, they weren't like, uh, you know, they weren't dead for a while, so they weren't like falling apart. Right. If you're recently dead, you shouldn't be falling apart. Well, you know what I mean? Like, not like to an extent of like, gore. It shouldn't be that gory. Right. Because you. But just, you see it in the second film, like. Well, yeah, but that's later because they've right. been through it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bit. Uh, so here's the thing about this movie that makes me mad. This movie is part of public domain. Which means you can play it at any movie theater, at any drive-in, without paying the producers or the movie makers Ooh. any cost. This is why it became so popular, because it you were able to play it anywhere for free, right? Right. And that, the reason that happened was because there was a mistake with the copywriting of it. Mm. And we'll never know how much money it's made because of that. Because wow. anybody can use it for anything. It's, open, it's free source. Uh, but yeah, that was... Um, the first of his zombie movies, or I guess a ghoul. So what do we take? If we can put Night of the Living Dead in a nutshell. Um, Barbara's hot. Her husband, hot she's hipster. Not she's kind of Oh, no? No. Then who's that guy? He just shows up there because they're all trying to hide somewhere. Oh, really? Yes. So it's a zombie apocalypse and they're just going to the country to escape? Well, they're just, they probably live in the country and they're trying to find a safe place to hide. 
probably All in the right. middle of the road and see a house and then run into the house. All right. Yeah. Because it was very rural in 1968. Yeah, especially wherever the fuck they were. Yeah. Well. But yeah, so this movie is a black and white happy accident. Okay. And what do you rate it in of, George's Romero's career? I would give it um 6'4". 6'4"? Hi, come on. You can do better than I'm that, kidding, girl. I'm Keep kidding. <laughs> six. That's his height. Oh, I'll get you. I see you, girl. <laughs> the jokes are subtle, but they work. No, I get it now. Um, I give it a 10. A 10. A, a 10. 10? It's a great movie. Right? It's really great. And you know, gun, gun control is a real thing. Watching. The black guy dies at the end. They shoot him in the face. The cops, they, they thought he was a zombie. No. Spoiler alert. It's a very sad no. movie. I know. Oh, my God. So, um, we're going to move on to the second movie. But first, I'm getting a refill. Yeah, I need to see one. Okay, so our second movie is going to be Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. 1978, not 2004. So, 10 years have passed since Night of the Living Dead. 1968. Now we're in 1978. Well, bitch, you know math, huh? Right? (laughs) That's a decade. (laughs) You're an idiot. No. Well, that's a full decade. Like, what was he doing in between? Like, where was George he was, Romero? He was, re- he was um doing Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy. Oh, <laughs> maybe scary. That's right. Than all these Fun movies. fact: George Romero did direct a couple. He definitely did. Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy. He did. It's scarier than all these movies. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Like, yeah. I love Mr. Rogers. Won't you be my neighbor? I bet you do. No. <laughs> um, so this movie is, the synopsis is, following an ever-growing epidemic of zombies that have risen from the dead, two Philadelphia SWAT team members, a traffic reporter, and his television executive girlfriend seek refuge in a secluded shopping mall. Now, why a mall? I don't, I would love to end up in a mall. You know how... You too, girl. Don't act you're like you're a mall. Um, well, there you're was the, no Amazon Prime before. Like, <laughs> there's not enough doors, though. Like, sure, there's a bunch of beds, but there's not enough doors. No, but you got a food court. Like, visually, it's gonna be awesome and pretty cheap. But also, so many spaces to hide. But you don't understand the significance of a mall in 1978. Okay, Come on, bitch, Laura. Like, nice. you're like the queen of Prime. But back then, well, you gotta put me on blast. Well, you know, <laughs> Prime for Prime. Damn, daddy. No, but you know what I'm saying? The significance of a shopping mall, especially in 1978. Yeah, there's a lot of cocaine. A lot of cocaine, but a lot of people gathering at one place. and To shop. And and the signage is cool. And Okay. <laughs> okay. So he actually, in 1974, he went um, with an old classmate of his to see his new property. The classmate bought a mall. Oh. And this inspired this movie. Because he's like, wait, this would be a great place to hide from some zombie ghouls or whatever. And that's why they use them all. I think they use the same mall, actually. The thing. His friend's mall? I think so. Well, if you had a mall, I'd hope you'd lend it to me. for. You have whatever you want. Well, you see, and they probably after hours, like... It was during Christmas, and it was after hours. During Christmas? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I wonder what they did with all the decor, like, to not make it look like Christmas. I think that it was still looking like Christmas in the movie. They had a skating ring, because it would take too much time and money to bring it up and down every night. Right. So it was just in Christmas. Okay. So that's cool. But doesn't the shot of the movie start in October, or am I getting the music movies confused? At this rate, I don't know what you've seen, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was Christmas time. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, though, because I'm three Bailey's in. Oh, no, you're right. No, but how does that movie start? 
It's not the scene of the girl looking at the calendar where they rip through the wall. No, they're in an apartment building or something. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, this movie was also independent and low budget. God, they never gave poor Romero some money. Eventually. Oh, okay. But I think it works better for him because he just does what he wants. Yeah. There's no one to answer to. What was that term you keep using every time we bring up Romero? Uh, Happy accident. Here's the thing. I'm a creative. You're a creative. Right. There's some people who are creative who, who plot out every single piece of their work. And they do things according to their timeline, and they're like, it has to be like this. This is how I'm gonna do it ahead right. of time. Yeah. yeah, I'm the kind of person who's like, um, we're just gonna wing it, right? And that's what Romero did a lot of his work by just winging it and shooting everything, and then making it look good in post production, editing things to work. Yeah, that's very you, Laura. And that's very me, because I can super you, bro. Because I can be like, oh, what we have to do this. All right, cool. And I'll just kind of magically make it happen. Yeah. Because there's no other fucking choice. No, you have to make right. it. Like, if you, if you have a client, you have to make it happen. Right. Especially 10 years after your movie. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. Let's get to work. He, I don't even think he cared. He was so chill. Like, he actually, uh, he used to intern. He interned on uh, Alfred Hitchcock's um, North by Northwest movie as he was like a, like a volunteer. Right. And he would. He what would, do you mean? You're telling me he hung out with the Kardashian children? No. North and Northwest? No. Oh. Those, are, those are their names? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. Right. Um, so on that movie set, he was there interning, and he noticed how Alfred Hitchcock was, like, such... How, like, you know, a stick shoved up his ass. He was very strict and very, like, you know, very, like, methodical, very planned out, and and he's very much the opposite. Right. I guess because that influenced him, but... He knew what he didn't want to be. That yeah, so he was very chill. Like he he wasn't like a typical director where you, where he's like, no, it's my way or the highway. He right. was like, what? Do you, how do you say? It? Let's try your way. Fuck it. Right. So that's kind of cool. That's hot. That I think it makes George though. Burrito, Burrito, <laughs> Burrito, <laughs> George Romero, <laughs> extra hot. That'll never be me though, because I'm fucking crazy, and yeah. you know that. Yeah, a little bit. It's I want perfection or nothing at all. Right. But you also work with what you got, like George literally Romero. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm I'm also not a director because that sounds hard. Okay, so, uh, in this movie, they hire Tom Savini, which Who's is that? who he's like the the fucking special effects makeup artist. Tom Savini, God of it, life, yeah, he's like the best. Okay, um, he chose gray for the zombie skin color in this movie because Night of the Living Dead, obviously, they're black and white. And that they didn't have a tone depicted. So he right. pretty much could have done whatever he wanted. Um, later, he said it was a mistake because, as we heard, right. that it turned out it looked blue on film. But also, it was like two or three people on that team. And they had thousands of people they had to paint. So there's not so much time for, for contouring. Yeah, they had a lot of people. They got right. zombies on sk- and ice skates. They had zombies on. Right. Four- they had a lot of things going on there. But that's the exciting part about a mall. You know, anything can happen. Yeah, especially blue skin. Blue. It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? The blood looked cheesy. Super cheesy. But it's like, like it works. Like home, home goods paint. But the effects were really good. Like when the when that guy bites that lady's neck off. Oh that trunk yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks very real. Like it's very real. It's very gory. Like it's not. That's not cheesy. Right from sixty eight to seventy eight, it got really gory. Which is it, fine. I love that though. Uh, so this movie, um, even when he hacks into the guy's head, like that, that shot is epic. like, how did they do that? I don't know. 
Could you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Take me to Home Depot's paint department. I got you. So, um, this movie had a lot of budgeting problems, and um, as most of us know, Jar Jar Gentle stepped in and helped with that. Who's that? Um, he directed Suspiria. Ooh. Other movies. He's okay. um, Italian. Ooh, he's an Italian. He's Italian. He's hot. You haven't even seen him. I don't know. But you him. you are partial. You like your 6'4". I like my Italians. You know, teach their own. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you. Um, <laughs> so this... This movie is the first movie that shows us that zombies are more than just eating machines. Right. Why? Because there's one particular scene where uh, this guy, Steven, dies. turns into a zombie. Right. right? And so then Steven dies. He's, Steven's a zombie. Okay. Later, he leads the horde of zombies to the secret entrance door that they had in their bunker in the mall. Okay. So it's something that he remembered from his alive life. Okay. So it's like, you're not completely gone if you're a zombie. There's something still in there. You know what right. I mean? It's not just, it's not just, I'm crazy. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> okay, so, a regular... So Steven comes back to life, and he has this... He's not back to life, he's a zombie. He oh, dies, he's a right. zombie. But then he, there was a door they used to, a secret hidden door they used to use to get downstairs where they were all hiding. Okay. Right? Uh, the bunker. Yeah. So he, as a zombie, leads people in there. Okay. Leads zombies in there. How did he know that door was there because a zombie? It's obviously something from his past life, from like when he was alive. Right. That he remembers. So, oh, okay. So it shows it. us that, you know, there's something in there. And this this movie was all in the 70s. It was a time of um excess and shopping and cocaine. So the social okay. commentary about this movie is... We're going to a mall to shop, and we're going to be doing things that seem familiar to us. Just amounts of a blow just everywhere. If only. Right. With a dream, really. Right. So, I like this movie a lot. <laughs> I can tell why it was remade, because it's, you know, the funner. Who doesn't want to be locked in a mall as a kid? Right. But yeah. it's also very campy to see zombies shop. Yeah, but it's hilarious. No, it's hilarious. Like some and... of this movie is very fucking funny, and it's like, what am I watching? But then right. it gets really weird. I, I personally like it. And then we have our very last movie that we're speaking about today, which is Day of the Dead, 1985. Do okay. your math right there. 1985. We just reviewed 1978. Look at him by 79, time. 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, <laughs> 84, 85. Seven <laughs> years later. Every finger came out for well, that Well, girl. <laughs> you know how many fingers I would give a Romero? Oh, girl. And he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> You're a believer now. I am. So this movie is 1985, Day of the Dead. It is, uh, the 80s was a time of Cold War tensions, Reaganomics. Um, all My the, birth. Okay, girl. All <laughs> yeah. of the trickle-down bullshit, which led to our birth. <laughs> right. It's very... So what's going on in 1985? Like, It's about giving up leadership. Or, or get or not giving into the government blind blindly. Right. You know. Well, I think you're getting too political, Laura. Well, that's what it's like, about. Well, I'm trying to think of like zombies really affected pop culture now. Like we're okay, in the well, 80s they did because this movie because, is about so, uh, a group of military officers. Yeah, but before that, you don't think the Michael Jackson phenomenon of thriller 
Uh, no, because actually, uh, Michael Jackson hired um, somebody from this movie to do to do his like from Reanimator. Hired um, the, the director of Reanimator to help him with the special effects for that. Like right. everything comes from horror movie. Right. But the thriller video. What year did that come I out? Don't, I don't fucking like Michael Jackson. You ruined my fucking twenty first birthday, so we can oh, why? Did die he touch again. No, but he he decided to die the day before. So everybody oh, was no. just talking about how he died, and I was just trying to jet ski at the keys. So he ruined my birthday. So you know what? Oh, Fuck Michael Jackson. Oh God, girl. <laughs> Let me see, Michael Jackson. And you know who else feels the same? Mookie Thompson. Who? My friend Mookie. Video. <laughs> He's a friend. Yeah? Is he hot? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Michael Jackson's video debut was 1983. Okay, so I don't care. No? No, because when 9 11 came out, way before. I know, but you don't think Jackson had like been inspired by Romero in any sense? No, he definitely was inspired by oh, horror. Okay. But he, the horror wasn't inspired by him. Oh, okay. So, but you tried. Yeah. That's fine. I went somewhere with it. <laughs> so this movie is about a group of a group of military officers and scientists who uh, are in an underground bunker, and the world above is overrun by zombies. According to this movie, the scientist in this movie says that there are four hundred thousand zombies to every one person. No, that ratio. Well, it's, it's first like of all, women in Alaska. Well, first of all, it's not a real. It's not. It's not real. So they can say whatever they want. Oh, okay. in their world, it's real. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I forget. You Movie forget the magic. Zombies, yeah. You forget the zombies are in real. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, <laughs> according to that math, there would be like six hundred people on, on America. In America. In America. Six hundred people. Six hundred people. Which is, you know, crazy. Because I once seen in this movie, this guy points a gun to this girl's head. He's like, I'll fucking kill you if you don't shut the fuck up right now. And I'm like, damn, you really want to kill? You want, you really want to be 599? Like, don't you need women to appropriate? Like, relax. I, girl, I don't... It's a I, little crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't let a zombie eat my ass. Of course not, but she would... No, it was, a, it was two <laughs> human people fighting. Oh, okay. Like, why would you fight with each other? There's only two of you left. Relax. Okay. So, 1985. Uh-huh. Bunker. Uh, Shot in Florida, right? Some scenes, yes. Yeah. Um, this is George Romero's favorite film out of the trilogy. Really? He wanted this film to be the Gone of the Wind. Gone with the Wind of the of the movies. Gone of the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Oh. I don't fucking know. The baby is Frankly, hitting, my dear, I don't give a Frankly, damn. my dear, the baby is hitting hard. All right. <laughs> you wanna go to Flanagan's after this? Girl. You want to. Mm-hmm. No, I got shit to do tomorrow. Fine, whatever. My ass is going to look like a zombie if I don't get some sleep. <laughs> well, I don't sleep. So, uh, in this movie, the characters take a backseat to the plot. The The plot about this is surviving. The characters don't even matter at this point. They're just there. Okay. But, in this movie, we do, um, we do get... We learn a lot about the, um physical makeup of the zombies because they have a doctor on staff and his name is Dr. Frankenstein Logan. His real name? In the movie, it's not oh. a fucking real... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Frankenstein Logan has like this autopsy room set up with zombie corpses that he's been studying, right? Ooh. So he finds out that there's this thing called the R-complex, right? Okay. And it's, he finds out that it would take 12 years for the zombie's brain to decay enough to make them stop moving. 
It takes 12, 12 years. years for them to like, for a zombie to stop functioning because oh. of the brain decay. So you don't no longer have to hit them in the head with a shovel. They'll yeah. decay on their own. Yeah. But okay. it's 12 years. Oh, okay. It's called the R complex. I like to call it the are you kidding me complex. Right. Who has 12 years to wait? I don't know. Maybe Nancy Reagan was onto something. There's no food Just there. saying no. There's no food there. 12 years of a bunker, you'll die. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, but then he does have a pet, which is a zombie. His name is Bub. So not only humans can come back in in zombie form. Only no, humans. And... No, he's no Bub is an is a human zombie. I just called him a pet because he keeps him like a pet. Oh, I thought he was an actual no, dog of yet. a zombie. Oh. Um, but Bub is an experiment. He is able to grasp new concepts. He's able to answer a phone and mimic words. And have, he's able to shoot a gun. He's the able, zombie? The zombie. He's learning. This they is know. scandalous, girl. They're learning. They know better. It's it's possible to domesticate them is the point. Oh, so right. they're like, oh, can we teach them to eat something that's not humans? I wouldn't risk it. Right. But that's what they're doing because, you know, they have all the time in the world. Absolutely. And there's no internet. Right? <laughs> it's 1985. There's not much, girl. There's a computer somewhere, but yeah, yeah, for sure. The there's com- MDOS prompts. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not tech savvy, but I'll take your word for That's it. That's the thing, right? I get it. But yeah, that movie was about that, and um, it's just like it gets sadder. Like every movie he makes gets a little bit like less hopeful. Right. Well, Which, that's life, know. sweetie. You're not wrong. <laughs> so this is another happy accident. It it really was. And the gore in this movie is phenomenal. I think one of the... It was definitely way better than 1978. Yeah, but it's only seven years. Yeah, but you know... My favorite thing about this movie is that they have a little alarm sound that goes off. And it's the same sound they use in The Thing, which is my favorite movie, as we all know. Oh, okay. I love that. What thing? The, the movie The Thing. Oh. Never is that heard? with Cameron Diaz and... <laughs> well, it's by John Carpenter. My birthday cake was a thing theme. You oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were there. You no, just didn't care. No, that was a cool cake. Well, I don't get it. I don't <laughs> get the horror movies genre. I'm just here. You're teaching me about zombies. I'm very excited. And, um, yeah. Now I'm going to go beat my meat to George Romero. Well, this movie only has four people in it. And it's like, why? Three three guys and a girl. Like, there was no gangbang. At all. But, and, the- but we're all thinking it. I'm assuming every time I watch a horror movie, I hope there's some sex. Why is that? I don't know. And it's always heterosexual sex, so why is that? Tell me more. Well, have you not seen Glitter? No. (laughs) The Mariah Carey movie? Yes. (laughs) What? Greatest movie, a greatest horror movie of all time. I hate you so much. (laughs) But yeah, that is um, our Romero episode. Well, for part one, you know, there's like, there's going to be a final zombie part next week. Okay. Because there's just too much. Well, Laura, thank you for having me. Course, I've had a dear. blast. You've taught me a lot. Like, now I feel like I can go out into the world and go <laughs> eat brains. No, that comes later. Right. That wasn't even a Romero thing. No. Oh, it wasn't. You don't know that. No. I'm well, teaching you that. Yeah. Brother, next week. You want to come next week? Yeah. Let me know. Thank you for having me. You gotta me. ask Dan, but... But now you gotta be scared, like... It came from... I'm not uh, doing any of that. That's what Lucas made the intro and outro for me. All right. Well, shout out to Lucas. Yeah. You know him, right? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Shout out to Kylie in LA. Right. Hey. hey. 
She'll be Get fine. it. Shout out to Perina who hasn't texted any of us. Right. But thank you guys for listening so much. You can find us at It Came From Pod. My Instagram is at Mommy, And our um, Hialeah hero here. Guest star is right here. Bass Funk Daddy. Check me out. B-A-S-S-F-U-N-K-D-A-D-D-Y. Bass Funk Daddy, baby. I just realized that your name is Daddy. My name is Mommy. We have issues. Right? (laughs) And that was way before we even met. Before, yeah. Before. Well, you are that mommy on that glue gun. I got that bass. Anyways, y'all, um, sorry for the long wait. It's been a very tumultuous couple of weeks, but we're out here. Hot girl summer continues. Everybody stay safe. <laughs> Everybody stay really safe. Um, and, you know, I'm cool out there because, you know, global warming is real. Yeah. They're not enough bunkers for all of us. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Rod came from. I hate you. <laughs>